Okay, here you go. I just looked. You can purchase M BMW key rings and BMW hats and BMW coffee cups, but not an umbrella. Interesting. You gotta have a car. So you can kind of be a poser. I mean, I'm just looking on yeah. Amazon real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, this is Gina Tremarco and Rachel Tipton, and we are Women, Women Your, Your Mother, Mother Warned You About, the podcast that makes sales sexy again. So buckle up for our next real, raw, relevant, and irreverent episode. So, hey Rachel. Hey Gina, how are you? I am awesome. Um, another thing I've been thinking about Uh-oh. is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking that's a scary thing, right? Um, fairy hair. I've been wanting to talk about fairy hair. Can Re- you... Did you see my fairy hair? I can't remember. Yes, but maybe our listeners would like to yeah. know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so fairy hair came to mind because when I broke my wrist and I was in a splint and um, P.S. impossible to wash your hair or any other part of your body when you're in a splint. Um, and if they're a volunteer, I wish I mean, someone, there's a guy out there going, I don't, I'll give you a shower, I'll wash you. Um, next time I, you know, sign up now, next time I break a wrist. <laughs> Be careful what you say. <laughs> so I, I posted on Facebook, as I always do, looking for recommendations. And someone said, hey, you know, go to one of those places like a Supercuts to get your hair cut because uh, get, they'll wash your hair. Right. And so then I was thinking about, and then I've got, um, what do I want to call her? A protege. She used used to be a performer um, at Caroline Improv. She's a performer of mine. And then she, she's a smart little cookie. She started this pigtails and crew cut business, which is a haircut place for kids. I know there's a lot of them out there, but it's the only one in our area under that franchise. So she's like, she calls me Mama Bear. She's like, Mama Bear, come over here and get your hair washed. So... I went to their place to get my hair washed, and that's where I learned about fairy hair. So they put this, um, what is it, like metallic tinsel? Tinsel. That that's the word I couldn't remember. They tie tinsel into your hair, and you can buy so many different strands, and they have all these different colors. So I didn't want to be cray cray because I do have to be once in a while professional. Although I knew I'd be down and out for a while, so it didn't really matter. But to p- perk me up, I was like, I'll take some fairy hair. So I took, I got, I got the gold fairy hair, had that tied into my hair and the compliments that came for like the next week, like nobody noticed my splint anymore. It was amazing. It was like magic. I was able to distract people from the splint, even like the baristas at Starbucks. One of the guys is like, oh, I love that. What is in your hair? I love that. So the (laughs) fairy hair became such the conversation and even before I went in for surgery and I was in the hospital I'm sitting there waiting to be rolled back every nurse and doctor that walked in they came in like you know in this serious manner they're gonna look at my arm and like every time someone walked in immediately went I love your hair your fairy hair fairy hair so that got me to thinking how important it is to like what do you do that makes you stand out What is your unique selling proposition? And then a while back, you and I talked about 
I know this sounds like a crazy tangent. These two things we're going to put together, but umbrellas from BMW. Oh yeah. The umbrella is, <laughs> well, a friend of mine, he just got a brand new BMW and we were talking about it and I was like, that's pretty cool that you got a brand new BMW. But what he was so jazzed up about was the umbrella that would be in the BMW. And <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? Well, apparently with luxury cars, you can get, you get a umbrella, a branded, of course. Apparently you can also, in some situations with luxury cars, you get to choose a different gift, like a Yeti or something like that. But this this friend of mine, he was just so excited about the the umbrella. And so I went on when you and I talked about it. Hey, you told me about this. And I'm like, <laughs> do you order that? Do you order it with the cart? Like, how no, does it this comes work? With it. It, comes it comes with, with it. it. Yeah. And I went back and asked him, I'm like, what's the deal? Why? Why do you? What's so great about the umbrella? He's like, oh, man, it's great. The umbrella, you know, it's nice. It's like a good one. It's this and that. And then another friend of mine was with us and she goes, no, it's not about the umbrella. It's about how that umbrella makes you feel. And and the reason was, is that the first time that he bought his his first BMW, because this one was not his first. The first time he bought it, it was kind of his rite of passage into wealth and oh. success. And he was really... Does it say BMW on the umbrella? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. I don't have a BMW. Yeah. And um, he said that the fact that he got an umbrella, just it gave him this feeling of, I've arrived, this feeling of special and this this nostalgic feeling, this, this attachment to the brand of like, they really love me. That's why they give me this cool gift, this nice gift along with the, my, you know, however many thousand dollar investment that a brand new BMW is today. So it was more about the feeling. And my other friend, she's the one that pointed it out. She said, it's not about the umbrella. It's about how the umbrella makes you feel. So it's the experiential tapping into the emotions and really knowing your buyer and how can you make them feel a certain way. They're smart. Oh, yeah. Because you would never think it would be the umbrella. And and we when we were all standing around the office talking about this umbrella, I was like, well, I really don't know if I'd want an umbrella. I mean, you need an umbrella in a car, but I would rather have like a a Yeti. And that's when my other friend, she said, oh, yeah, when I got my BMW, I didn't want the umbrella. I wanted the Yeti. So I go. back. Oh, so that's a thing. You go back so you in the luxury the um- car place. And anybody who has a luxury car out there who knows this, then please forgive us because I don't have a luxury car yet. Um, I'm not sure if I want one. But well, anyway, really, you don't want the umbrella? Well, I mean the luxury car. I mean, I've gone back and forth. Like if I were, I, I, I looked, I would get a Mercedes. But I've I've had that opportunity, and then maybe I'm like, Mercedes should be a sponsor. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Then then I just changed my mind because I then I'm like my practical kicks in. I'm like, oh, the car parts are more expensive if something breaks down. Well, it's a prestige thing too. Right. I mean, I know yeah. that in real estate, there was a time when I. When I had my fitness business, I um, I drove a Fit. And uh-huh. I just thought it was the coolest thing because I'm the Fit girl who drives the Fit. I remember. Oh, cute. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that, that that story about the Fit is a really good story about visualizing what you want in life. That's probably a whole other okay. podcast. But anyway, when I shifted from my fitness business into back into real estate as my primary business, I knew that um, 
especially for the branding of the real estate company that I joined at that time, I wanted to have a little bit more of a prestigious car. And at that time, I was not in—I was not financially capable of purchasing a BMW. So I bought um, a Honda Accord, a black sedan that, you know, if you squint your eyes a lot and you don't look <laughs> at the logo, then it, it could pass for, you know, it's just a little bit more. It, it spoke a little bit more of the branding I wanted to well, per- I think portray I th- as a real estate Well, agent. you 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 need that. It is about how are you, nobody wants to buy from someone who's not good at what they do or right. doesn't offer something of high quality. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, in the real I'm estate not, I business, really wouldn't want to be in a fit if I were buying a house. Well, exactly, and I mean, exactly. No offense. You, right, you want to be able to ride people around in style, but also the, it's the perception, like you said, of is this person successful is if your real estate agent rolls up in a really nice car your assumption is probably that they're doing really well now if that's true or not is a whole nother ball game but it's just the especially in in the real estate business it's your car is really an extension of yourself and it's a big part of the perception yeah, of the client that makes sense and for bmw to really think about the extension of of the brand, like the smart, it's smart in so many different ways because you can continue to extend the brand because now someone's carrying around the umbrella with the logo on it. So it's extending the brand, right? But it's also continuing the prestige feeling for the consumer who's walking around with the BMW umbrella, right? Because, oh, they have a BMW umbrella. They must have a BMW, right? So that gives them that kind right. of. Right. I'm pretty sure you can't buy a BMW umbrella in a store without an um, without a BMW attached to it, right? Well, now I'm curious. Now I want to go look it up because I know BMW has like merch. Th- they have merch. Yeah, they have. Um, hmm. If they're plant in South Carolina, which, by the way, in April they do at their at their South Carolina Spartanburg um, location, they do. Um, a diversity vendor fair, which means they bring in all of their, all of the vendors, all the suppliers that they use, they bring them into a room together and then they invite minority owned businesses, women owned businesses to come to this fair to meet their vendors, to try to get contracts with their suppliers. And they bring in amazing speakers. They throw this huge event. I went to it this past year and it, I guess that would be last year or into a new year. Um, Damon Johns from Shark Tank spoke. He was amazing. Like it's, they're really great with their brand extension and doing it different ways, bringing all these people in. But part of their experience also with this um, conference, whatever you want to call it, it's coming up again in April. You should come with me because I'm going, I'm making it a whole day trip. I'm making it. When is it? It's like April April 4th. And this podcast will air before then. I leave for Paris the next day. Oh, whatever. So anyway. (laughs) Okay, here you go. I just looked. You can purchase BMW key rings and BMW hats and BMW coffee cups, but not an umbrella. Interesting. You got to have a car. So you can kind of be a poser. I mean, I'm just looking on Amazon real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a Yeti? What about Yetis? No, this is $11, so that ain't no Yeti. Okay. Maybe Yeti should be a sponsor. <laughs> I love... I Can carry, you tell we're looking for sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I have two Yetis, and I carry one around at all times. Like, at all times. Yeah. You need a different brand on that Yeti. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, 
so that extension of BMW, they're smart because they're carrying the feeling forward while still marketing themselves and creating that experience, which reminds me of, I mean, now this is turning into like a podcast episode about luxury items. Right now, this is, but this is important. This is tapping into our emotions and this is tapping into our childhood baggage stuff. For me, my thing, Louis Vuitton. Because as a kid, as a girl in high school, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school where half of the girls were named Gina and the other half of the girls were named Maria. Give you any idea of who went there? Asian? <laughs> yes. they were. Everybody was Asian. Um <laughs> It would be funny when somebody would say like yell the name Gina and every like everyone with their our eighties hair with hairspray would hurt each other, whipping our heads around. So Louis Vuitton, all of these Italian girls had Louis Vuitton purses and they all went to Italy in spring break. Like they all had like I was not one of them. I was not part of the girls with money because my dad was much older, retired. We were living on social security checks. But I was quite the princess. I now I get it. I was quite the princess that my parents. I refused to go to public school, a because I was afraid I was going to get stabbed there in my public school in Chicago. So I insisted on a Catholic school, and they paid for it. They put me through it. But I went to a school with a lot of people of money that all had money, and they all had Louis Vuitton purses at age sixteen, which Jeez. I couldn't. I couldn't wrap my head around. So my whole life, I'm like. I want a Louis Vuitton purse. It wasn't about the look of it. It it was about the the attainment. It was about the success. And so that that emotionality of it. I mean, that would be something for Louis Vuitton to look into. Tap into that emotion. BMW's figured it out. Yeah. And, you know, that goes with, um, I think, brand awareness. But it's a feeling of, um, it's just a feeling of maybe importance in this world like you feel like that makes you suddenly you know like you have a place in this world like you didn't feel a part of things back then and then now even though those people are long gone you feel a part of things in a way you know so the bottom line is i wanted to be like everybody else yeah it wasn't about the cost of the purse but i wanted to be like everybody else right you wanted to be loved i wanted to be loved Isn't that what it comes down to? It does. And, you know, I was thinking about luxury items and I'm thinking about this beautiful ring on my finger from my fiance. And, you know, this ring is absolutely beautiful and it's amazing. And I've anybody who's listened to other episodes of this podcast knows I've been married before. No. (laughs) More than once. (laughs) Get out. But the ring is so significant to me because the first time I was married, it was kind of like a conversation of like, I guess we got to get married because we lived in two different countries and um, where are we going to get a ring? And my mom gave me, gave me the ring. It was her grandma. It was her mother's ring. It was my grandmother's ring. So he didn't invest anything in this ring for me. And that marriage didn't work out. And then there was no skin in the game. No. And then my second marriage, he did get me a ring. It was a very humble ring, which was fine. Um, because I knew that he got it for me. It was great. And then later he gave me his mother's first wedding ring. And again, it was like, you know, the, the ring on a woman's finger is like the significance of, you know, it's a little How bit of someone a, feels about you. Yeah. 
And it was still like the diamond on my finger was somebody else gave it to him and he also didn't have skin in the game. Yeah. And so when that didn't work out, I um, I made the I've made the joke that if I ever got married again, then he would need to come along and have a honking big ring. <laughs> and so that's what happened. But, I mean, I was joking because I'm not I would have never really expected something so beautiful. And and I love it. But it's not it. <laughs> Size is not that important to me. <laughs> with rings, rings. With rings. In terms of rings, that is. And um, so the size of this ring is not what's important, but what's important is that this ring, he really thought about it. He he spent time on it. Um, and, and he made the investment in me. He made the commitment and he made the investment. And it, it means a lot to me when I look at it. Um, like, I don't know if he even realizes how significant it is to me that he went to so much trouble you know well that that's what it comes down to it's it's how do you make someone else feel how what are you what actions are you taking to create an experience make someone feel special and what are you doing as a company as a product as a service to stand out amongst everybody else Mm -hmm. we've talked about purses before well we're talking about purses today with louis vuitton like what are you doing that creates um, a feeling that people are like, I want to be part of that. I want to have that. Yeah, it's all about the feeling because I know a lot of times and I've, I've been reading lately about buying patterns and most of the time it's about the emotion. Like most of the time yeah. you see something and you're like, oh my God, I have to have that. And I'll do that. I see something and I'm like, I have to have that. And it doesn't really even matter what the cost is or if it, whatever. Well, let's talk, it's let's, something if I need it. Yeah, and let's, I can't let's, stop thinking about it. Let's talk about that for a second. Those moments that you have the I have to have that moment. Like why? Like where is that coming from? Like what kinds of things have made you like say I have to have that? Okay. I will use the example of a hair styling product that I got. Now it's a pretty pricey one. I paid a couple hundred dollars for this in... Um, <laughs> And I looked at it for months before I committed. Like I looked at it for months. You like really like do your research on I really stuff. do. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not an impulse buyer on um I'm not really an impulse buyer on things. I study stuff and think about it. And um the reason I wanted to get this thing is because the demonstration videos that they had it made it look so easy to make these beautiful beach waves. Oh, I've seen the commercial. And I suck at doing it. Like, apparently you can do it with a flat iron and do these beach waves that these girls are like, oh, look, I need my beach waves. And like, I can't do it. Or there's the other wand thing where you like wrap your hand around and then burn yourself on the, you know, mm. thousand degrees. Yeah, I've done that and I gave it back. Yeah, no. So this thing, they just make it like, oh, you just, you just clamp it and then you pull it forward and it's awesome. And then these beautiful curls come out. Does it work? Well, it, it does. It's actually fantastic and I love it and I'm so glad that I got it. However, I did have to have a coaching session with their staff because when I first got it. Oh, I, I remember this story. Yeah, I I couldn't figure out. And it's very subtle, like the twist of the wrist kind of thing. But, Which um, I would not be able to do at no. this time in my life based on my <laughs> no, broken No, you wrist. would not. But um, I did. Back to fairy here. The thing about it was I wanted to, it was sort of like your Louis Vuitton. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to have those pretty beach waves that all the girls have in their hair. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. And so I need the right tool. Okay. Who are, who are all the girls? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I think they're probably teenagers. (laughs) 
we live in the well, same how, area. I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. Well, and really, realistically, how many all the girls had the Louis Vuitton? Did a lot of them or did only a few? Oh, good point. Did only like a no, certain a lot couple of them, of them? A lot, like more than two. I mean, but, you know, probably based on that question, realistically, maybe 30% of the population. The it girls. The it girls. Yeah. 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 The it girls. And so, the it uh, girls have the beautiful beach waves because... Right. And we want to be the it girls because we want to be noticed because we want to be loved. And at the end of the day, this is something I preach all, all the time, especially in improv. Like at the end of the day, the universal truth is we all want to be loved. That's why people don't sit in the front row. That's why people are afraid to speak and do public speaking because they don't want to be embarrassed because they don't... Because they want people to like them. So my belief on everything, the foundation is we want to be loved. And so whatever it is you do or you sell or you offer, how can that product or service make someone at the end of the day, deep down inside, feel loved because buying is emotional? That's my rhetorical question for everybody, but not really rhetorical, for real. That's something you have to ask yourself. Like, what what are you doing that makes people feel a certain way? Right, and if you have a specific product or service, it'd be a good thing to ask your clientele what did make them feel good or survey you know your prospects mm-hmm. of what makes you feel loved and good and happy just so you can right. get an idea is it an umbrella like is it you know a free strand of fairy hair <laughs> when you leave you know I mean, I felt so special with fairy hair. And the fairy hair continued for a week because I got so much love from it for a week. From even perfect strangers. Yeah, I was like, I should have fairy hair all the time. (laughs) Now I'm about to hit the road on a big speaking tour, so I don't think I'm going to... I don't think some of those guys I'll be speaking to are going to understand my fairy hair. Why not? You said doctors came by and everything. Was it female doctors or male doctors? It was mostly females. Ah, yeah, it was mostly females, and then some got some baristas at Starbucks. Yeah, that's about it. Male baristas and female doctors and nurses. Anyway, the point is, how can you continue to stand out? Understand what your customers want that's going to get their attention, but also is going to continue on and make them feel good. We um, a couple weeks ago at our theater, Carolina Improv, there was a pregnant woman at the theater with her husband seeing the show, we found out she was like 34 weeks pregnant. Isn't that like almost about to give birth, right? Yeah. So I was like, I was just trying to do the math. I'm like, isn't she about to give birth? So we were, I mean, she was pregnant. And at one point she was really uncomfortable. So we let her sit where the performers sit because she was so uncomfortable. But the point is, is that everybody was paying such attention to her and then at another point, she's like, I want to stand and we felt bad. And so someone went over to her and like one of someone on my team, like said, hey, you know, created like this. We have chairs that are stacked up in back. And he's like, do you, if you want to sit on these, these are actually pretty comfortable and you could see above everybody else. And then someone else brought out something, another chair, like you want to try this chair. And at one point she turned to me and she said, you all are so lovely. And it really hit me that one of our core values is to take care of each other. It's a company core value that we live by, but it's not just about take care of each other as a team, but take care of our customers too. Do what you can to go out of your way to pay attention to how people are feeling to create the right experience for them. And that was just, it was kind of cool. 
to see that. And then she came back the next night. I heard. I wasn't there. I was like, I was so concerned she was going to have a baby. She probably spent all day trying to find chairs as comfortable as the ones <laughs> you guys had. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's well, it. Well, it's all about the feels. I mean, really. In the feels. At the end of the day, like stuff doesn't matter. Even the stuff you're selling, but the the feeling that you're left with. Because you may not sell somebody your stuff today, but if they leave you with an experience with that, with the feels, feeling yes. like that was such a great experience, they'll be thinking about your brand. And even if they don't buy today, they might buy in the future because they had such a good experience. Well, and it, one of the things you said previously was the, um, I got to have it. Right. That moment when you're like, I have to have that. Right. That desire that you have to have it. Um, people will always find money for the things that they have to have. I mean, why do people stand in line forever for those iPhone things? Yeah, that's crazy when they stand in line out front of the door. You know, the early adopters, right? They mm-hmm. have to have it for whatever reason. They have to have it. They have to have it. And but that that goes back to. um the beginning of of Apple and the his core value. I mean, the the way his kind of attitude, Steve Jobs' attitude was to go against the status quo. That's like a big part of their mission. And so they created that kind of personality as a company that attracted that type of customer, which is an early adopter type of customer that's going to like, I have to have it. I got to be the first person to have it because. I need to buy it when it's the most expensive because that's going to say something about me. It's true. And I mean, I am an admitted Apple fanatic and I've never stood outside. You and Jeffrey Gittimer. I've never stood outside. Well, I think it's definitely, I wonder exactly the, the avatar of their, you know, particular client because I'm super all about Apple products. And I remember when I was first introduced to Apple products to a Macintosh uh, desktop years ago, and I was a PC person at that time. And I was like, oh, God, this is ridiculous, this thing. I don't even get this at all. But an hour later, I was like, oh, man. And then I was in. I was like, I was in. Well, you know, it's ironic. My first computer ever was an Apple. And I taught myself how to use how to use it because I was interviewing for a job where they said, you can you use an Apple? And I was like, yeah. I mean, uh, this is early on when computers yes, were like... Yeah, do you have one? Yeah, this so is like... <laughs> this was like when when it was early on. I, I'm dating myself, I want to say, uh, 90s. I was after college, right out of college. And I just... Okay, so I lied and said I knew how and then figured out I would teach myself how, which is ultimately what I did. <laughs> I think you and I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure it out. entrepreneur quality, like... Yes, I know how to do that. And I better get started. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh-huh. But there is definitely when it comes to an avatar for a, a client or customer avatar. What, what is the customer avatar? Um, why do you think you're, you were an early adopter to it? Or like, why, why do you think you were sold on Apple? I have a very artistic side to myself. And I love the way that... Their products are really intuitive. How they um, interact with one another—it's a lot of a lot of it's just really um, ease of use, and also the the artistic, sleek 
design of everything. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. And I think it's the same kind of feeling that we were talking about with the BMW. There's just, there's something about the sleek design and the logo that just gets me. And I just, I love my phone. I love my iPhone. (laughs) But I really love the the features of like, okay, so I can airdrop back and forth from my phone to my computer. Keith Keith was teaching people how to airdrop the other night. Oh God. And I love my my iWatch. Like I just, uh, my AirPods are like the greatest thing I ever have gotten. It's great. So this this entire episode has just been about name dropping of companies. Every, every, <laughs> the ones we love, the ones we love. Every one of them should be. Well, sponsor. and some people, you know, what's interesting is is to find people like I'm. Like I have said before, I'm super brand loyal, and when I get attached to a brand, I. I stand by it until somebody else woos me away and it takes a lot of work. Like I'm huge into Apple. I love my Louboutin shoes. Like I am all about my Dagny Dover purse. I, I'm, and I don't, I don't We're not materialistic women at all. No, I really don't like stuff. But when I find stuff, quality stuff, when I find quality stuff that function, and the reason that I like all these things is, you know, they're functional. They help me in my life. Now, the Louboutins don't really help me in my life. And yes, I they do. They make well, you feel sexy. They do. Right. Yes. And also there I got attached to those two with watching um, Claire Underwood on House of Cards. And I, you know, <sighs> she um, I just there was something about it. And again, it was the status. It was like, OK, when you see a woman wearing Louboutin shoes, the red bottoms, mm-hmm. you know that they got it going on because they're not cheap. And yeah. so you know that they, they if got they it didn't going buy on. them, someone gave them to them. That's Either right. way, you're special. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I love them. Speaking of which, I found a pair that I was in love with and was looking at them. And now they're gone from the website. The style is gone and you can't find them. Anywhere. They're the Mirabella's Louboutin. Please bring them back in size 9.5. I bet you could find them on eBay. I have done the research. Oh, oh that's right. Gina. What was I thinking? <laughs> Maybe they'll bring them back, but I can't find them anywhere. They were there, and I should have pulled the trigger. Huh. So, supply and demand. Buy the toaster. The toaster story. Not everybody knows the toaster, but supply and demand. There's a whole story about my dad and a toaster and working in a flea market price changes when it seems more valuable or it's not available or inventory is less which is a whole nother topic i'm gonna write that one down yeah because guess what guess what shoes i'm obsessed about now is finding those yeah because they went away from the actual louboutin website and then i found them at nordstrom and they're not there anymore either that style is not online anymore it's gone and i wasn't I screenshotted it. I have it because I was like, mm, if I find a product I like, I'll screenshot it so I can save the name for looking for it later on other sites and can't find them anywhere. We want what's no longer available because totally. we didn't appreciate it when it was there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're really worked up about this. Yeah. They'll th- come back. Yeah. Or there'll be something better, which... What, the thing that I'm banking on is that because they removed that particular style, that they'll probably bring another new style out in the spring that could be better. And sometimes, you know, buyers, um, consumers have loud voices. If 
if other people felt that way, sometimes they bring things back because the demand was like, everybody's like, why'd you take it away? We loved it. We don't know the backstory though. Maybe you were the only one who loved it and they weren't making money. But they sold them all. Maybe they like, maybe like they sold them to Overstock or something or they. <gasps> I didn't look there yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Louboutin is not on Overstock.com, but that's worth a try. <laughs> Which is another interesting story because Overstock has been, I haven't seen it recently, but they were, maybe it was heavy at the holidays. They were really working hard on rebranding, repositioning their brand because I think there was the confusion around overstock being overstock merchandise only and so I, they must have like I haven't read up enough on that to talk intelligently about it but my guess is that they had to tweak their branding and then do a campaign about it to push like no it's not just overstock like because when you hear overstock I think like oh it's like outdated merchandise or it's mer- it's like kind of like along the outlet kind of thing mm-hmm. so they've been trying to reposition themselves Oh, I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe you can find them there. Or just post it on Facebook. That's what I do. I'm like looking for and then all of a sudden things appear. It's telling the universe. That's an idea. Now we're doing it on the podcast. So <laughs> help Rachel out. She's looking for Mirabella Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I'll take a pair too, size 10. <laughs> What's your size? Well, you got to get him a couple size bigger. Oh, yeah, that's Seriously. true. Size 11. Yeah. Size 11 for me. So moral of the story on something that we talked about, if I can try to remember this, brand loyalty, like how you get committed to a brand, emotionality, how buyers buy based on how something's going to make them feel. How are you standing out in your product, in your brand, in your service? What are you doing to stand out? Um, and that whole emotion thing in the feels, which was a new phrase I learned this year creating the in the feels and packaging because that's another thing we haven't talked about extensively but you were talking about the sleekness of something so there's something to be said about packaging and design and what's attract what attracts us so think about in your own businesses and in your own jobs in your own life what are you doing to package yourself that attracts people that are like i have to have that those are my those are my takeaways what do you got you got anything definitely it's all about the feels And, you know, you think about, let's go back to the BMW idea. If you're talking about the specs of a car, like it has this much horsepower and it has leather seats and it has, you know, this shiny paint job and blah, blah. It's not going to sell it as well as the power and the prestige Mm -hmm. and the umbrella that you get that you can't get anywhere else. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff sells sells it a little bit, not a little, a lot yeah. more frequently and and strongly and easily because it's how that person's feeling. Like, oh, yeah, I want prestige. It's the whole package. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I opened a business banking account a couple years ago. I was looking for a new bank. I know this sounds weird, but maybe this goes back to my childhood stuff. I'm like what there's like no free, like where's the free product that comes with opening a bank account? Everybody, anybody remember that? Do you remember that? To get a free pen? Like you would, no, like back in the day. No, no. When I was still in high school, kind of like you working a million jobs, um, I had a job as a bank teller after school and then I would go, yeah, 
I would go from the bank telling job. This is this is when I was in high school and couldn't have a Louis Vuitton purse and all those girls were like living the life and I was working a million jobs so I could go to college. I would then go to my restaurant cocktail waitress job where, sorry, I lied about my age, but whatever. To be a cocktail waitress, hey, I had to do what I had to do. I had to go to college. Um, when you opened bank accounts back then, you got like, you. this is going to sound, this is full circle. You got a toaster. <laughs> What does a toaster have to do with a bank account? No, like they would give away a free appliance when you open it, open this account and you get a coffee maker, a toaster, a whatever the thing was. They always had a thing that they gave away with the opening of certain bank accounts. Swear to God. Interesting. Yeah. I think I do not ever recall getting an appliance when I open a bank account. I think I got a pen once or twice. Well, then they got, they got, you know, scrimpy. Is that a word? I don't know. I just made it up. They got skimpy scrimpy with what they were giving away. So when I opened, when I was looking for a new bank for our businesses uh, and I posted on Facebook looking for a new bank, it's always funny to watch how people scramble. Oh my God, that cracks me up. And then I started joking. I'm like, who gives away a free toaster? I'm like, the bank that gives a free toaster away, right? And someone said, we'll give you a toaster. It wasn't part of their plan, but they did send me a toaster. Awesome. They sent me. And you know, that's probably a $15 investment on their part to get your business. Right. But they sent me a toaster because I'm like, I want a toaster. Ask for what you want, people. Ask for what you want, whether you're a buyer or a seller. So, and then the irony is that whole toaster story about my dad that you can hear on another episode. I'll keep you intrigued. Doug, put that in the show notes. (laughs) The toaster. Uh, um, tangent as usual. So, what's your toaster? Give away a toaster. I don't know. Or your umbrella. Or your umbrella. What's your toaster? Your Yeti or your umbrella? Also mm-hmm. known as your unique selling proposition Pardon. and bonus and added value. Added value. Yeah. Yeah, we're not just pretty. We actually are smart. We just like to be irreverent. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more fun than just being intelligent oh let's talk about how to close the deal let's not <laughs> uh so this has been the episode about luxury brand items no this has been the, this has been the episode about how do you stand out what's your unique selling proposition what what kind of value are you adding and you know how are you standing out to your customers to attract them and create an emotional experience that keeps them loyal to you. It's time for us to wrap it up. I'm Gina Tremarco. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to ginatremarco.com. And for Rachel, find me all over social as Rachel on real estate or visit me at theclosingcurve.com. Plus find all our social media links and free downloads on our website at womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com. And hey, do us girls a favor. Please. Please. Um, And we're okay saying girls. We're women, but we're also girls. Uh, Do us a favor. Go download our show. Then share it with people and tell them to download it. Download, download, download. And give us a review. And rate it. Five stars. That would really help us. Um, You could do that at iTunes. Sometimes people struggle with how to do it on iTunes. I don't know why. Um, It is not easy, but go do it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast rating and review. And remember, for the best relationships, 
You need to keep it real raw and relevant. And a little irreverence doesn't hurt either. Bye, Bye Warners. This really will get serious soon. Yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious. This has been a presentation of the Seller Die Network. For more podcasts that you can take out into the street and turn into money, visit SellerDieNetwork.com.